0: Welcome to Becoming Soul, it's entertainment talk's podcast for Better Call Soul on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David, how's it going?
1: I'm doing well, thanks.
0: Good, good. Uh, This is for the mid-season finale, season 6, episode 7, plan and execution. Um, Just like with the Nacho episode, what did you think of this perfectly normal and calm (laughs)
1: episode? (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah. brilliant as ever I mean it, it was really really good I, I saw Better Call Saul trending quite a lot on Twitter so I knew mm-hmm. that before I kind of watched it so I knew there was some major things going down um but uh yeah I mean start to finish great kind of mid-season finishing episode um I d did not end in the way I thought it would, you know, we didn't see that going, you know, Howard going that way necessarily. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we got to see the resolution of the whole Sandpiper thing. Um, it is sort of what we predicted that the Sandpiper stuff was going to be kind of wrapped up mainly here. Uh, i mean obviously there is going to be stuff that comes after this but uh yes the most of the sandpiper stuff and the sort of end of this is going to be more low low stuff i just i suspect so um yeah i mean all around just brilliantly constructed and taking it in directions that you didn't think it'd go in and yeah it, just brilliant mm-hmm. definitely yeah
0: um It's interesting with a few of the choices in the episode because by the end of the episode I thought okay that's what Jimmy and Kim had planned for Howard but what's really interesting about that is what the what the writers had was almost like pushed even what the writers had planned was like pushed even further so it's this really I'll I'll talk more specifically about what I mean when we uh get to the scene itself because there's the whole uh conversation and debate at the moment about like you know is 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 howard's death uh kim and jimmy's fault and like you can argue yes and no sort of it, yeah it, in a way because there's there's two different sort of choices that happen in this episode one of them is from kim and jimmy and one of them is from the writers but i'll talk like, like i said more specifically about what that is uh when we get to the scene um, but no, pretty incredible episode um once you know Lalo gets into that room, um, there was a whole bunch of like options spin spinning around in my head as to like oh okay this this like changes the game completely, uh, so that was really good, um, but yeah, it's a Howard episode, really isn't it, and obviously you got Lalo doing his his thing on the side um. Mm-hmm. But uh no, it it was brilliant and some people have kind of debated like, was this worth the three episode two or three episode setup? And I think it was because what what's important to remember sometimes about like your your big episodes and not all shows have like, you know, mid season finales and that type of stuff, is you do have to have a certain amount of build up in a story. But it's about how you sort of pace it and how you kind of how you choose to tell that story and I guess sort of like because sometimes like with this show you had a situation where the characters knew but we didn't right yeah like um uh Jimmy and Kim knew what they had planned and we didn't sometimes it's the other way around where we know something and the characters don't um so that was like a really like uh, interesting way to, to build up to that but I think when you've got like a Breaking Bad or a Better Cost All episode, more so with Breaking Bad, because I still think it's a better show, you get, with with certain shows that are at that top tier prestige level, which is what these two shows are still very much at, you get a more special payoff than what you do with sort of your averagely good shows, so i think because a few people in the last couple of weeks have started to say like oh have vince and peter kind of fallen off a bit like what are we doing and this plan is going on forever and it it was it did go on for a little bit a little bit longer than what we expected but i think the the payoff was worth it mm. um definitely and what what also pushes it pushes that specific element even further is yes you get to the end of the episode shocking thing that we didn't expect some people might have had a slight idea maybe or whatever but you know something you don't expect but that then pushes into okay we have six episodes left now you've got this major event that not really a cliffhanger i mean it's a cliffhanger in terms of what what is what does lalo want to do with kim and jimmy but uh more of a because you have a resolution and a cliffhanger in that same scene because you resolve literally howard's story and it's not it's you've got two things kind of going on there one of which is sort of okay here's your payoff for the last you know for this arc for Howard's arc mm-hmm. and here's your sort of mini cliffhanger um into the big next six episodes which is also our last six episodes so um i think all of that has worked out pretty brilliantly so um but no f- fantastic episode um we wait until i think it's the 11th of july that's that's the monday when uh, it comes back on amc which isn't too long of a wait actually because like with with because the show we're most used to with mid-season breaks is what walking dead where we break from what december to february that can be quite long sometimes and obviously waiting between like april and october for walking dead especially when you have certain (laughs) uh can be like a really 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 long wait so um yeah great stuff really really great stuff there's lots to get into in the recap and we have some interesting uh emails and stuff as well uh something i which I just wanted to mention as well uh something happened with the episode last week that we did, actually two episodes that we did last week um the situation is now being resolved. it wasn't too much of like a horrible situation uh the podcast itself was fine, there was no like audio issues, none that I'm aware of anyway, uh nothing like that. so what happened was uh, let me just bring up the calendar to just explain so um so we do these episodes on thursday so it would have been the 19th last week so i posted the episode as normal on thursday so for 606 uh axe and grind i think it was called posted that and then because i post these sometimes it's slow, like five fi- uh 10 15 minutes before i go to work sometimes it's literally as i'm about to leave the house i just press publish and then give the episode a quick list and then i'm kind of off because that's just how the schedule works out so um was able to see you know, if the title was right and that the episode itself was right and all that kind of stuff that was all good and then um i checked like a few hours later to see okay is it is it on itunes is everything fine and it wasn't coming up and it can take up to 24 hours to show up right it was in the itunes feed <clears throat> but it had said it was posted for the 17th which is a <laughs> tuesday um, basically the only thing that had happened for some reason, I don't, I still don't know quite why that, I know what happened, but I don't know why it happened. <clears throat> so on the, uh, I think it says recorded date right at the bottom of the page. Well, for me, it's at the bottom of the page and it said the 17th and for some reason it took it, that date didn't update itself. Um, cause what might've right. happened is when I posted, when I made the draft on Tuesday after seeing the episode, it would have saved that date. It didn't update itself. So in the iTunes podcast and stuff, it was there. But obviously, if you have listened to other stuff, it would be from two days ago. Um, so I managed to change it. I actually just put last week's episode on the 24th. I, I changed the date to then just so people could kind of get the episode uh, like a few days ago to, to update it all. Uh, the same thing happened with our Gaming Talk episode that showed yeah. uh, Wednesday the 11th when we, re- we posted that on the 15th. But the interesting thing is the other two episodes that I did, which was for the boys, the United cast, and I think there was something else, were all completely fine. So I will check that box in future <laughs> and make sure it says the same date. Um, but, yeah, just in case any of you kind of like, hey, where was the Becoming Soul podcast? It was out. It just was posted for the wrong date. But the website version was still saying Thursday. So there we go. Anyway, just, I just thought I'd explain that because it happened with uh, last week's podcast. But, um Anyway, there we go, uh, I'll ch- I'll double check the dates on that part from now on, it'll take like a few seconds, Um, and there we go, so anyway, uh, but that's it for all of that information, let's get into some housekeeping, and then we'll get into the episode, see you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening, today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link, that's where you can shop on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but... is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Koalu and the Amazon affiliate link. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, um, okay, so the two newest things that are posted are the 606 episode and the Gaming Talk 300, because I pushed them to the front, kind of thing. Um, so I don't need to go through the, the Better Carl Soul episode, uh, but the Gaming Talk one, which is still our most recent one, we weren't able to recall at the weekend, uh, is Gaming Talk episode 300. Uh, That was where uh, I set out a quiz for uh, David and Robert. David was on the episode, which was uh, brilliant. Uh, We talked about the Gotham Knights gameplay, some changes to FIFA, some stuff happening with COD as well, and a whole bunch of uh, other stuff, so that was a cool episode. Uh, The Gaming Talk podcast will be back on uh, Sunday this week, so no worries on that. Uh, Over on to other actual newer stuff. Um we had uh, the united cast on sunday it was the last day of the league season there is a champions league on saturday but we're not in that so uh it was the end of May united season basically and instead of doing a focused episode uh on the 1-0 defeat to palace uh, crystal palace i did kind of a roundup of the whole day cuz i talked about liverpool and man city and everything going on like that uh where we finished in the league table and who got relegated and all that kind of stuff so it was a bit more like a premier league final day roundup kind of thing uh at some point next week i will try to do a um like actual season wrap-up kind of thing Go t- talking about more sort of next season that kind of stuff so that's all that stuff uh speaking of the boys podcast i mentioned a minute ago uh the boys is one of the many 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 shows uh starting in june uh, it starts i think next week actually uh on the second or third of june um and it's for season three of the boys it's been uh off the air for a bit of time um, but that's the Diabolical 7 podcast, The Boys Season 3 Preview. And in the title image, I've got, uh, I think it's Jensen Nichols as a soldier boy, which looks quite cool. So uh, looking forward to seeing that. Uh did a piece of the uh, Toy Story podcast I put out separately. It's called Ideas for Toy Story's Future. It was a part of the Lightyear Preview podcast episode that I did uh, talking about Toy Story's future. And different ideas for different things. So, talked about that. Another United Cast episode is called uh, What's Going On with Marcus Rushford. He's been out of form this year. There's lots of reasons as to why that could be. I explore and discuss those different reasons uh, instead of just plainly saying, you know, he's suddenly bad and, and that's that kind of thing. So, uh, that was that episode. Um, I think he got uh, uh, married yesterday as well, Marcus yeah. Rushford. There was a photo of him with somebody and it was a wedding thing. I think it was him getting married. So, uh, yeah congratulations to uh to Marcus. Uh so there's that um speaking of the light year preview podcast I did of course Toy Story is back next month uh, with a light year um film so obviously a spin-off thing from Toy Story so that's really really good. I uh, really really enjoyed doing that preview podcast episode that's called the light year preview uh, podcast so that's for that one. I uh, did a TV season review this one's for How I Met Your Father which obviously is a spin-off from How I Met Your Mother. Uh it's available on Hulu in the US and Star on Disney Plus in the UK. I gave it a don't skip rating and that's a full full kind of review but spoiler free for the first half. uh did an analysing television episode. This one's talking about the problematic Piers Morgan and also other problematic voices in the industry and that kind of stuff. Talking about his new show which apparently not many people are watching called Piers Morgan Uncensored. So I talked all about that as well. And that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into... Uh, The last recap for the mid-seat, or for this half of the season. Uh, So we have our opening, um, which which has got mystery to it, but not sort of like looking at random objects and stuff. Um, So Lalo uh, climbs out of a manhole, uh, drives to a nearby building to shower, uh, then sleeps in his car for a few hours before climbing back into the sewer tunnels, revealed to be underneath the industrial laundry where Gus is constructing his meth lab. So, So obviously he's after... Gus and everything. Um, Yeah, these are kind of a bit of a different cold opens because these are sort of like we know who obviously Lalo is. We sort of have a... can get a gist of an idea as to what he's up to, but he's doing a bunch of stuff. Why is he, you know, doing what he's doing? Where has he kind of been? All that type of thing. Uh, We know he went to, uh, was it Germany um, Mm -hmm. recently and that type of stuff. So we know roughly what he's doing, but just not specifically why he's doing... These sorts of things, but obviously we we work it out in the end. Um, yeah, it's a good cold open. It's not your sort of like, hey, look at this random object; it will mean something later, and we'll show you this random thing for some reason. So, yeah, uh, which, which are usually pretty good cold opens anyway. Uh, what do you make of this one, David?
1: uh yeah i i kind of like i mean we we kind of knew what he was doing because mm-hmm. it's a follow-up from last week you know we knew that he'd gone to germany we knew he'd tortured that guy to get the information about what gus was doing so the fact that he's wandering around in the sewers he's obviously being told that the that there is an underground lab and that's what they built and that's what he's sort of trying to mm-hmm. to figure out uh so we kind of had some idea of what he was doing there but i still like the fact that it's shot in such a way that he's slightly off and, you know, odd and, you know, there's no talking or there's, you know, it's very quiet and, you know, it's just him doing some weird things of kind of emerging out of the manhole cover, which, if you didn't know that the sort of background to that would seem very, very strange. And mm. you have that shot of him looking like the clown from it at the end where he's sort of peering yeah, through yeah, the, the glasses. Yeah. Of, yeah, you know, there's and that it's it's just the way that it's shot and it's put together still keeps that kind of slightly off kilter opening thing that they have, even though we do know pretty much what's going on with it. So, uh, yeah, I really liked that as a, as a little kind of opening and, you know, it's the fact that he's back in the U S and the fact that he obviously, you know, we did, cause I don't think we actually saw whether he got the information out of, uh, um, the, you know, the, the guy in Germany. So we now know that he clearly did. And, you know, so it, it, it tells you quite a bit without doing an awful lot, you know, that yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I quite like that opening.
0: So that guy that he integrated, um, so he chopped his foot off at one point in the most casual way possible. Yes. And then he was like, you know, tourniquet to your leg and all that kind of stuff. So we obviously got the information out of him. Um, we, we didn't need to, like, see that scene. We can just guess that, okay, yes, Lalo's capable of getting information out of people. Do you think he would have killed that person?
1: Quite probably, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah um because he's kind of out in the middle of nowhere as well it's this random sort of um
1: given place Yeah, they end up in and that so exactly and, and why would you leave that guy alive at mm. that point to be able to you know potentially pick up a phone and right
0: warn somebody or whatever
1: well you know warn gus or warn somebody or you know call the police or you just i i can't imagine that he would have left that guy alive
0: Hmm. whereas i suppose with margaretta um she just had a chat with him at a bar and she knows mm-hmm. somebody was in the house but doesn't know it was definitely him and well so doesn't know
1: at all it was him yeah
0: right right um could have had a suspicion that it was him but um doesn't know for certain that it was so like you don't have the same reasons there i suppose so yeah yeah um so look, I'm talking for a minute about Lalo as a villain because there there's certain villains in TV like a Joffrey or um maybe like Alpha from from Walking Dead those those sorts of villains or like the governor where you're like okay these these villains are really dangerous and you're you you're rooting for them to die because that you you want to just like get that bit of revenge there's certain other villains in TV like a uh, well, in the past, a bit more like a Negan. Obviously, Negan's gone through a bit of a different arc where, I mean, I'm not trying to compare like Negan and Lalo. I think they're very different. But a villain like Lalo that, you know, he sort of needs to die at some point because he is dangerous and he can threaten the lives of our main characters and st- like Kim and whoever and does actually end up shooting Howard um but you love to kind of watch them do their thing because they are very compelling to watch and you're sort of like you know the character w- whether he does or doesn't die in this show we we don't know but uh because i don't think i don't think he is in breaking bad but um that doesn't mean he has to die it, it, you know something else could, he could get acid yeah. or something else could happen to him uh same thing with kim which is one of the interesting things as well um but yeah he's a villain that i sort of like the the way he goes about doing things and and that kind of stuff is very uh, he he is kind of in somewhat in the same category as like Gus Gus has got i mean Gus has got a better side to him than what Lalo does but you know that like cuz obviously you know we've talked about you know watching Giancarlo Esposito do his thing and how precise he is and everything and how how great that is to watch but um you know that also Gus needs to die because again he's a you know dangerous sort of villain. So Where do you where do you kind of fall with that with with Lalo? Like when you watch him and and that's and that sort of thing. Whoops.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I, he he is obviously a villain, and yeah. Um. I mean, I think actually, in Breaking Bad, although we don't see Lalo at that point i think sol does reference him so mm. he I'm... references nacho as well though doesn't he yeah
0: because there's, there's a scene with um one of the earlier scenes with sol and he's i think it's when jesse and Walt take him out to the desert and he goes it was Ignacio or whatever he says um i think that was one of the earlier soul scenes in uh in breaking Bad, so um, yeah,
1: so so that sort of implies that Lalo might make it through this, but um,
0: mm-hmm. he's one of those. But characters.
1: Then, but, the, but then you know, it could also be the fact that he does actually die, and Sol doesn't see it, so Sol doesn't know, right? You know, wouldn't be um, the first time. Y- yeah, because <laughs> I mean, you know, as far as Sol was concerned, up until the point that he walked through the door, they didn't. You know, he wasn't even aware. Mm-hmm that he was alive anyway so uh, there's there's a distinct possibility that Lilo dies and just sol doesn't find out about it so it, hmm. it's not going to be sol and kim that kill him it's more likely to be gus if he does end up dying but um yeah as, as a character uh, you sort of want to see him get some form of co- comeuppance i guess
0: because mm-hmm. he he's very kind of any... to watch isn't he so.
1: yeah yeah he is um and it's, it, you know, talking about Negan, it's sort of different from the Negan situation because as we said before with Walking Dead, Neg- the 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 thing with Negan is if you've been watching the entire thing from Negan's point of view, the uh, the Alexandra crew were the bad guys.
0: Right, um, yeah, because of what they do. Whereas, yeah.
1: whereas with this, he's a drug dealer. Clearly he's a bad guy, <laughs> you <laughs> know. Um, yeah. It, this isn't him sort of doing what he needs to do to survive. I mean, he's a... You know, he's a out-and-out out drunken queen in mm-hmm. this. So, you know, he is clear, and, and he's kind of psychotic. So, you know, yes, he is a bad guy. Um, So, yeah, you sort of want to... I mean, he is compelling, and he's entertaining to watch, and he's an interesting character, but you sort of want to see him get his cover at the end of it. Yeah, because
0: he might I, put our our characters in danger kind of thing. Yeah, so.
1: and I mean, yeah. And, I mean it sort of goes i mean with gus you sort of know he's a bad guy as well but there is a sort of code to gus i guess yeah and uh, uh and you kind of were rooting because we know that character better i think you're probably rooting for that character over lalo mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah so um see cause that's like because the thing with lalo as opposed to kim I could buy at some point Jimmy does something or or something happens to where Kim's like, I need to go away from you and just go off somewhere. I can't imagine a situation where Lalo's like, I need to get out of here without coming back quickly. Yeah. Because I I can't see Lalo specifically as a character that's like something makes him so sort of frightened. That I, I he, can't. That he's like, I can't. Uh, that, to where he's like, I can't pursue Gus well, that's, anymore.
1: That's the thing. He's so hell bent on going after Gus. I can't see that getting to a point where it's settled and Lalo's prepared to let Gus just live. Yeah. And, you know, go back to Mexico and just, you know, let it go. So. Mm-hmm. You kind of think he sort of has to die, at some yeah. point. But
0: yeah, we'll see. Uh, anyway, let's get on with the uh, rest of the recap with the main story. Uh, on the day of the Sandpiper settlement hearing, Jimmy McGill and Kim Wexler scramble to restage their photos to depict uh, Ran Casimiro's arm in a sling. They shoot the new photos. Uh, near the University of uh, New Mexico campus with Jimmy's uh, film crew. I quite like this little film crew. They're kind of fun. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. the actor playing uh, Casimiro staging a scene depicting Jimmy handing an envelope to Casimiro. They hastily develop the negatives and lace the photos with a uh, pupil dilating drug. Uh, they... Um, Procured, procured. Oh, yeah, procured yes. from uh, from that doctor from a few weeks ago. Jimmy hands an envelope containing the photos to Howard Hamlin's private investigator. It's the same guy who is revealed to have been working for Jimmy the whole time. Uh, so that's our first little twist of the mm. episode. We could have suspected it, but it's still it was confirmed here. Yeah, I didn't. So. Yes,
1: I did. I didn't see that one coming.
0: Right. Yeah. That one um, I didn't see coming. Right. Because I think I you said to me before about the possibility what was it you were saying the possibility of the two people watching the different groups well yeah yeah because yeah. you've
1: got you've got Gus's guys that are watching yeah uh jim and kimmy kim and jimmy and you've also got this private investigator so you're like well mm-hmm. surely if that is the case they see each, yeah there's a chance that they'd see each other and the the Gus's guys might get suspicious of who this guy is but mm-hmm. of course that didn't happen because the private investigator was never watching them. He was just, you know, making stuff up, really. I mean, he was taking photos in places, but he was working for, you know, Jimmy and Kim. So mm-hmm. the, the, they probably seen, you know, the people that were watching Jimmy and Kim had probably seen them together at some point and go, OK, they know who he is. So. Mm hmm. Yeah,
0: it's it, it's a really good way to do this because it also it also goes to explain why Howard got the types of photos that he did because the this guy was sort of saying like hey they're just going about their normal business and this kind of stuff and uh throwing Howard off with the 20,000 and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I uh, mean was, we did what want... really well put together.
1: Yeah, I mean when the 20,000 brought up last week I think I did sort of say maybe that is a setup and you know he's yeah, yeah. somehow no one but yeah. Which it was, but mm-hmm.
0: that was brilliantly played. So, yes, um, because I suppose the bait there for Howard is like, hey, a bunch of normal photos of them just kind of doing stuff, and oh, 20,000, what's that one about? So, yeah, uh, that was pretty N- knowing that now that because basically Jimmy and Kim would have been in charge of like, hey, take these photos to make Howard think this or that or whatever is, uh, quite fun, I think. So, yeah, um, it- it- as another way to kind of mess with Howard, which is, uh, Which is pretty cool. Um, I do like the kind of frantic nature of this scene as well. This kind of... Well, not really the opening, but the start of the main episode. Um, And, like, at some point, Kim... I think she takes her... uh shoes or whatever off and then it's like oh they're in the shot and you've got to go back yeah. and, them away and all that kind of stuff so and
1: you've got you've got the actor kind of there going so the character's changed what's you know what's the motivation he's like right, you know, jimmy's that... trying to explain just just do it you know mm, yeah i yeah. know it was brilliant this wonderful kind of comedy scene that
0: mm-hmm. it's all sort of a it's sort of a good mix here because although in certain because Breaking Bad obviously a very you know, serious drama and all that. But it does have its kind of moments of comedy. Yeah. Like with Walter throwing the pizza on top of the roof. And, of course. You yeah. know, things like that. Um, or certain things that Jesse says or does. Or, you know, other things like that as well. This is a really interesting, specific Better Call soul mix. of There's something very dramatic happening here. And there's like a deadline of time. And there's the dramatic music. So it's got little comedy elements to it. Like with him needing to run back and pick up a shoes and all that kind of stuff but it's still got the sort of we really need to do this like as quick as possible yeah so I, I thought that was a really good mix of uh those two elements because i suppose that the fundamental difference although yes yeah, soul's involved in dramatic things he's kind of for, from both shows really he's kind of the comic relief at, at, at certain points um because even even in scenes in breaking bad when he's talking yeah. to Walt about stuff he's sort of like he understands the serious nature of certain situations, but in Breaking Bad, is sort of trying to put his, you know, Jimmy McGill's co- comedy sort of spin on things. Um, but then when when things like the Lalo scene later on get really, really, really serious, and there is no com- Ooh, and there is no comedy at all, um, he's great at doing that. Or the show's great at doing that as well. So, yeah, I thought that was a uh, very good. Um, at the H H M office, Howard and Clifford Maine, um, debrief, <clears throat> uh. Sandpiper resident Irene Landry, who is the uh, case class's uh, representative on the timeline of the case and the significance of the meeting. Howard is called away to meet with his uh, investigator, who, lands, who hands him sorry uh, the photos. Uh, Howard watches them with a um, previous set of pictures depicting making a $20,000 uh, cash transaction, but does not realise the photos are meant to depict uh Casemira. upon touching the photos he does a little um can't remember the actor's name but the guy that plays Howard does a very specific like hand gesture there um so he, he ingests this this drug that they've uh, put in which is zob through the skin and he soon i like how this gradually builds as well throughout this the episode uh begins to feel his uh, body temperature rising and all sorts of other stuff of course it dilates his pupils and and that sort of thing so um yeah, he does a really good job uh in this scene and I like the the little touches and everything as well. Um and again I do have to say this as well. I've talked on a few different occasions about uh well a lot of people have talked on th- about this a uh, few different occasions with the with the show about how they they kind of sweat the details on this show and they don't sort of mm-hmm. leave things out because again a lesser show would have like oh you as the audience member you know that this picture is supposed to be wet with something But the character's going to act completely normal. They add the little touch to let you know that Howard has, like, touched it. And, like, okay, that's a bit strange. But he kind of knocks it off or whatever. Um, Then you also get the line from the uh, investigator person. And he's like, oh, it's just still a bit wet. Like, that's that's all that that sort of reason is. Um, And little details like that just kind of make that scene. Because it's sort of you as as the audience member thinking, oh, he's touched it. He's sort of reacted to it. And, like you know that that's kind of kicking off the events to come, I suppose. So uh, yeah, that was really good. Uh, what do you think of the whole photo scene here and everything else?
1: Yeah, the uh, there was a little bit earlier as well, which goes to sort of Howard's character. It's another one of those tiny little pieces where he insists that the uh, Irene, the resident, um he's kind of she's like, I can walk. And he's like, no, 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 no. wouldn't this to make I her comfortable her as she was possible yeah. and put her in the wheelchair? And I suspect the reason that they're doing that is to make her look more infirm than she actually is um, when they get into the meeting. Because, right. you know, it, it looks better when you're presenting the case that, you know, this trying to present to Sandpiper that they're robbing old infirm people. You know, right, uh, or they're yeah. screwed over old, infirm people. So I think that's the reason why they did it. But it's not particularly referenced. You know, the, there could be multiple reasons. You could look at that and think, oh well, that was that was Howard genuinely trying to be nice, or it was him trying to be a bit like slick and sw- smarmy. Or, but I suspect the genuine reason was because he wanted her to look a sort of old and infirm but they've not directly stated that because you don't necessarily need to. But I think it was another one of those little kind of background pieces that didn't necessarily need to be there, but adds texture to the scene in an Mm -hmm. interesting way. So there's little things like that I thought were really quite interesting. And then, yeah, then you've got the stuff with the investigator. And like you said, that sort of kicks things off. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he falls for it, which is exactly what they wanted him to do. You know, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting about what you just mentioned as well. That's Howard, like you said, trying to appeal to be, you know, oh, I'm really helping this elderly woman and you, you're, you're the ones that have kind of screwed her over. I think what's interesting about that as well is, as you said, because the people, like nobody in that room kind of takes specific notice of that. I wonder if that, I think that's probably because, like, Almost within a minute or so, like he starts to get a bit hot, and then he start like he starts to rant and rave about all this stuff, and that kind of overshadows like everything going on. Not not just like the the woman in the wheelchair, but even like the case itself and the way he's like, you know, the the ramblings of a madman kind of thing. Um, because almost straight away, as, as soon as he starts talking and he he brings up the Casimiro guy, and he's like, oh, you were meeting with Jimmy and all this kind of stuff, it like derails everything kind of going on there um, which I think is uh, quite, quite a good way to, to do that so um, but yeah all that kind of starts uh, starts happening um, so they're at the meeting So at the meeting itself uh, Howard is shocked to see the real Casimira as the mediator he's like genuinely shocked by this um, recognising him from Jimmy's photos and then uh, he cuts the meeting short to accuse Casimira. so it's all kicking off of accepting bribes from Jimmy Confusing everybody in the room, as I said, kind of derailing everything, um Howard requests to view the photos he was shown, but receives photos depicting Jimmy meeting another man, just kind of you know this casual person uh, had
1: a frisbee, wasn't it yeah, yeah, yeah just well you have
0: know, two guys in a park and a frisbee kind of thing, yeah. um so it depicts Jimmy meeting with another man, further discrediting Howard. This is where things start to really fall apart. Cliff noticing Howard's dilated pupil's and erratic manner of speech chastises him on his behaviour and accuses him of being intoxicated. Howard realises he was conned into hiring a fake investigator and makes a, f- a futile attempt to convince uh, Cliff of Jimmy's scheming, but Cliff informs him that Whitecart and Coakley uh, have made an offer on the settlement that they have no choice but to accept. Um, so yeah, it it falls apart here for, for Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, One of my... Because there's lots of like interesting kind of things going on here one of my uh favorite parts here of of the many things causing Howard to fall apart is because he's got these photos right everybody's like you know people over his shoulder looking like oh what's what's this kind of proof howard's got and how's he gonna save himself here and he doesn't and then he's like get the other photos he's been swapped and that 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 was the part that kind of like stuck with me a bit um because just the way he's kind of shouting, like, I've got this proof, it's in my office has been swapped. Um, I thought it was done really, really quite well. Uh, but, yeah, it falls apart and uh, as does the meeting. So, um, what did you make of this scene and the I, falling apart here?
1: This was brilliant because it, it yeah. is just the entire plan kind of falling together exactly how they well, pretty much exactly how they wanted it. You know, you've got um, Casimiro turning up as the mediator. You've got like that that wonderful sort of Howard then clocking him, and you know, I mean, then they're, they're not the same person, but he kind of thinks there is there is, So uh, nobody understands exactly what's going on. It makes Howard look like a complete lunatic. Uh, then he brings the, I mean, the photos coming in and being like a really nice touch of of you know having the photos swapped out. So you've got. Uh, you know and it's like jimmy handing a frisbee back to somebody just yeah, like completely innocent yeah yeah just really really nicely put together um, and it's tied up in such a way that it doesn't matter what howard does at that point mm-hmm. it it's it, it, you're you're in a situation because even if they hadn't managed to swap the photos out yes jimmy would have got into trouble because it looks like he's trying to bribe the judge but um that also probably would have screwed things up as well in terms of you know for, for the entire case you know even if it'd been discovered that jimmy was kind of messing around that could equally have pushed sam piper people away so I think whatever happened at that point, they'd sort of got it locked down that the Sandpiper people were going to kind of, you know, back away because it was the Swite Hart and Coakley people that recommended that judge in the first place, you know. As and if he's found to be unreliable, yeah, it's it would have been more trouble for Jimmy. But you know, they made sure the photos were changed anyway. So whatever yeah. happens at this point, even if they could prove it they're now in a position where they have to take this settlement because they're not going to get a better one. Because mm. the Sandpiper people refuse <clears> to come back to the negotiating table but, and it's uh, and it's just added them into a different, more difficult position. I mean, there are many ways I'm sure they could have done this. But this is the one that embarrasses Howard the most. Which, of course, is his point when you get to the end seat as well. It's like, why do you do it? You know... Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i thought just the the amount of detail and the planning that has gone into this is just brilliant it's really wonderfully thought out and um yeah i i was i was just so impressed with how they pulled this all together
0: yeah yeah definitely did you have like a favorite uh because there's lots of different elements in the way that howard falls apart here did you have like a one that stood out or one that was like your favorite
1: kind of one well i i sort of like the the bit where he's ranting kind of like a seemingly like a lunatic where he's back in the office and he's going and he's trying to explain to cliff of going you know i'm not on drugs i'm not on high i know how this and he knows how it looks yeah he says i know how this Mm -hmm. looks um and he's sort of saying that that um they you know he he even knows how they did it he knows how that they ended up with this fake private investigator and he's kind of explaining this entire like wacky conspiracy theory which happens to be true but like cliff's looking at him like he's a lunatic and it's and still clearly isn't particularly convinced by it Mm -hmm. um but i I, that scene particularly i rather like
0: yeah yeah and for me it was the photos swap thing of like hey the photos have been swapped out and like i think it calls francesca or whatever no not francesca um the other person um yeah. of like get get to my office and you know kind of the as i said the ramblings of a madman kind of thing um i suppose yeah, for for like it makes sense because for everybody include like specifically cliff you'd look at how at this point and you'd be like you know the sex worker in the car with wendy and the the uh drugs at the drugs, uh, yeah. golf um uh place thing and everything and now this is happening and he looks intoxicated because of his eyes um but the interesting part here for howard is howard kind of knows how all this looks but he can't sort of it, it, it's too late now so
1: yeah yeah he knows how it's done i mean and it was brilliant i mean yeah because it does make him look like a lunatic you know the fact that he hired a private investigator to keep an eye on jimmy but the private investigator was fake there were photos but the photos were switched um the the uh, yeah the sex worker thing the drugs the you know the fact that they managed to poison him at this point to make him look like he's high on something mm-hmm. it all sounds completely ridiculous um uh, when you know, and sounds like this stupid conspiracy theory that and, and sounds like he's completely paranoid, which of course was the point, but it's it, the fact that they came up with this. And I think that's one of the nice things at the end when Howard's sort of ranting about it is, is yeah, you know, they, they, uh, ha, you know, he's like apoplectic. and like, how, how, why did you do this? You know, um, mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I, I, I just the whole thing I think is so brilliantly written and performed and you know, it's a wonderful performance from him. So yeah, it's it's just great. I really, really like that. Definitely, yeah. Uh Lalo spends several days
0: monitoring Gus's uh laundry from a sewer gate and makes a video recording to later give the cartel. He makes a call to Hector Salamanca, intending to enter the uh, laundry that night, but realises the line is likely tapped, uh, and decides to tell his uncle that he um, has found no proof to incriminate Gus, and will attack, instead attack Gus that night. Uh, Mike, who was indeed, uh, has indeed been listening in, warns Gus and states that he will uh, Reroute his security team away from lower uh, priority targets to Gus's home. Because, of course, Gus is kind of the, the kingpin sort of thing. Uh, from To his home. Uh, Lala notices a cockroach past the uh, sewer tunnels and gets an idea. Which is interesting. Um, so, because there's an interesting little detail in the, the phone call scene. Because when he, you know that the phone and all that kind of stuff. And you hear this little crackling noise. Mm-hmm. Was that the intentional sort of trigger for Because he hears that noise and then he sort of like changes his facial expression and then he immediately hangs up the phone. Was that... Did I like read that correctly or, or was that just general I, phone
1: line crackling? I, I didn't catch that. But yes, I suspect that probably was the case. I mean, they don't do anything without reason in this show. So... Mm. Uh, Yeah. I. Well, that's the case. Because if you're a major drug dealer, both sides, if you're a major drug dealer, and, you know, Hector, I suspect noticed as well, which is why he was furiously dinging the bell. Um, So. Yeah. He would have heard the thing as well, I guess. Yeah, because both of them have been around a while. They both know what a tapped line sounds like. So. Yeah, I I suspect they both know, mm-hmm. um, which is why, yeah. Uh, so that that I thought was really clever, and it's really clever of Lalo for you know to to use that as an opportunity to get Mike to move the security away from Jimmy and Kim's place. I mean, it's it's, it's good bit of quick thinking by him.
0: Mm-hmm yeah that was just what I noticed that there was crackling on the line but then I kind of thought like okay these are kind of old phones would that just be a line quality thing and he's calling from a sewer but then it's just because I noticed uh he starts to he changes his attitude because he sort of breaks a chair (laughs) afterwards so um yeah Lalo's uh again this is one of the really interesting things about him the fact that he can just I think he he mentions four days he was there for four days or something yeah it's like wow that's, that's a long time to dedication be, yes yeah dedication long time to be doing that kind of thing for but as we've seen from lolo before he goes you know here there and everywhere um knows how to get into places knows how to hide in places um that's kind of the compelling cuz there's kind of two elements of lolo that's quite compelling to watch one of them is sort of arguably his calmness in certain scenes especially with the later scene um like how kind of calm he is about the whole thing um, And I, I guess how he goes, I mean, because we talked before about with Gus and how interesting it is to see him do his whole precision thing and all that kind of stuff. But it's like a different type of compelling with Lalo when you're watching him just climb into areas and not be like, not be really afraid of anything. Um, I, I find quite interesting to watch, which obviously we saw in the uh, cold open with the manhole and everything. So... That was pretty good. Um, Yeah, he breaks a chair, not very happy. um, And then he decides to uh, do what he does. So, um, again, it's little things like, because at the time, that cockroach goes past, and I thought, oh, it's just a bit of a a background kind of thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But even that sort of wasn't. So, um, that was was pretty good. Is
1: there any little sort of like smaller details you noticed in this scene? No, no, not particularly um i mean yes i clearly wasn't paying as much attention as maybe i should have been at that time <laughs> but yes uh because no, i missed the crackling on the light. but yeah
0: right did you did you notice like the cockroach and stuff did that no sort of i that you didn't think anything
1: that that didn't particularly yeah trigger me for anything so
0: mm-hmm. yeah but yeah really is one of them shows where like almost every single detail does mean something it, it, even if it seems like it doesn't at all um like how i thought that was just sort of a background part but uh that's pretty good. On to the big talking point. Uh Jimmy and Kim <clears throat> celebrate at their apartment when Howard arrives, he demands to know why the two went to such lengths to humiliate him because they they really did, didn't they? Uh and cl- concludes um that they are sociopaths who enjoy running cons regardless of the consequences as Howard vows to bring uh Jimmy and Kim to justice. Lalo walks in asking to speak to uh Jimmy and Kim, says, "Can I speak to my lawyer?" Um, the two implore Howard to leave as Lalo really, really casually loads this silence onto this gun, leaving Howard very confused, but not for very long because he shoots Howard in the head. Um, blood splatter on the wall, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Jimmy and Kim scream out in horror and he says, uh, I just want to talk. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The the most kind of casual manner of doing anything, Lalo, in this scene, just strolls through the door I'd was which I'd imagine was was uh open anyway, uh mm-hmm. not that Lalo has trouble getting into places as we've seen, and then uh, th- there's two kind of points um of subtlety from Lalo that I like here, one of which is he pulls the gun out, really confuses Howard, and Howard sort of like, oh, I've stumbled into something and he looks genuinely like confused yeah. obviously he would, and him just standing there and Lalo sort of like, oh you." Yeah, take your time you do what you've got to do and then just it's like as if it's an everyday thing yeah there's loads of silence run to a gun it's like no you just i'm just doing this you just keep talking um and then once he's shot him in obviously like the most casual way possible just, just just the way he's like i just want to talk like like he's popped around for a you know sunday lunch or something <laughs> um yeah uh really quite incredible scene. there was um a bit of a note I took about Howard's death as well because there's certain scenes in certain shows where a character would get knocked over by something and would bang their head on a surface or on a table or a kitchen counter or something like that, and you'd see a camera shot of it to really let you know like this character's whacked their head and they're in a bad spot. What's interesting about the way this happens is they do give the close up shot of Howard's head bang on the table. But he's already dead by that point. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, bullet to the head. Um, So I, I wonder if there is, again, small details in the show do mean more than what they sometimes come across as. But I thought that was interesting because, like, that's not sort of, oh, he shot him in the leg and then Howard banged his head on the table. Is he going to be all right? Like, he's dead before that happened. So I, I found that as an interesting little tidbit. Um, And one of the other interesting details is jimmy's like it's you can't believe it's you and the way that they shoot lalo sort of shadow in the background um was really really quite compelling as well um and for for the smallest of split seconds i thought to myself has howard like somehow got lalo to come over here but then realized as soon as howard looks at him and he's like genuinely confused. I was like, okay, no, that's not the, the deal that's yeah. sort of gone on here. Because I, I was wondering for, for a second if they were trying to do this story of like, no, Howard's had Lalo in the background this whole time, but obviously that wasn't the case, so no. uh, that was uh, quite interesting. Um, but last to talk about here, uh, what were some things that stood out to you here?
1: Yeah, I mean, the the fact that he's sort of... I, I love the fact that Howard's kind of, you know, ranting, basically admitted defeat, but he's... Mm-hmm. he's there Kind of going, you know. I will, I, I will. I, I, I mean, that's the interesting thing. He's first of all, he's calling Jim, Kim, Jimmy, and Kim psychopaths when an actual psychopath walks in, uh, which mm-hmm. which I thought was was kind of interesting. And then you've got him ranting about how he's kind of gonna make sure everybody knows what you did, and you know, I'll will make your lives hell. I'll destroy you. And I do think that's potentially the reason why Lalo actually shoots him. Because Lalo doesn't have any direct need to shoot him. He could have kept the gun in. He could have said, you know, I need to talk to my lawyers. You need to go. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: potentially Howard, you know, would have been none the wiser he wouldn't necessarily have known who that person is there is a possibility of course he might have figured out at some point that that was a drug dealer but you know and um, was this kind of major drug kingpin but it, it's quite possible that Lalo could have just sort of not bothered killing him and letting him go but i but there is a chance that Lalo was outside and was hearing that conversation mm-hmm. of like Howard going i'm going to expose you and all this sort of stuff and was like well if these if this guy is going to start digging through their life, he's going to expose the cartel. Mm-hmm. So he's got to go. So I suspect that was probably the reason why he actually shot Howard. Um, I,
0: I, I kind of saw it as like Howard's sort of just the disposable in the way person here.
1: Yes, possibly. I mean, you know, the, lalo is a psych is a sociopath so there is no reason yeah so i mean he might have just thought oh it's just easier if i just shoot him, um right just kind of just get him out of the way simply yeah so it might have just been that but there was an opportunity for him to just sort of turn up and say oh i need to talk to my lawyers and you know um let him just walk off but but if he had heard some of that conversation as well that gives him absolutely the reason why he would just shoot him in the head you know Mm -hmm. rather than just doing it because uh well you know better nobody knows um yeah i wonder i wonder if if
0: let's say before lalo pulls out the gun which he does do very slowly but before he does i wonder if because obviously Howard was in the middle of this big speech and everything, I do wonder if Howard had turned around, because Kim does say, like, look, you need to go now, kind of thing. If he'd have listened straight away and turned around and tried to leave before Lalo pulled the gun out, I wonder what Lalo would have done about that. Because Howard doesn't actually try to leave the room at Mm -hmm. any point. He just kind of, at some point, once he sees the gun and everything, he stands there in confusion, and then he's not confused for very long because he dies, so... Um, yeah, I would. Have wa- I wonder if like Lalo would have tried to grab him or be like, "No, you can't leave" or something like that. So, um, yeah. But again, I I think to me, Lalo looks at Howard in this scene as like, "You're kind of the one in the way." I don't. You you mean like nothing to me? So killing you is like, you know, you're yeah a, re- a red shirt character to to, to Lalo. Um, so that's why that kind of happens, um, and it's not like Lalo's new to doing this kind of stuff. So. <laughs> um yeah but uh but yeah quite quite an incredible scene um indeed uh what did you think of the the way
1: that they shot howard's head hitting the the table did you did you get anything from that i not not particularly i mean i yes again nicely done but i didn't get anything like particular hmm. about that yeah
0: yeah because usually a show tries to tell you that as if like all oh, this character's in in a bad sh- you yeah, know in bad shape Um, But he was before that happened. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I suppose... Hmm. Yeah, what kind of happens next here? After they've, like, actually calmed down and, I assume, disposed of Howard's body in some way, shape, or form, or... I don't know. Um, Yeah, we'll have to see what specifically Lalo wants to uh, talk about here. But we'll find out... uh when the show comes back, I guess. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about in, in this scene?
1: Uh, no, just that, I mean, it's a wonderful way to end this first half of the, um, season. And Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to the, to it coming back now. I've, I'm sort of glad it's coming back in July, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. Don't
0: don't come back in June. June's.
1: (laughs) Yeah. June's got too many things in it already. Come back in July.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, one kind of last question. So Howard's dead. The manner of way he the way he died. Do you feel sorry for Howard, or do you sort of like, oh, he's dead, don't care? Or wh- where are you kind of sitting with that?
1: I do feel a bit sorry for Howard because I mean, he wasn't. Yes, he was a lawyer and you know, lawyers inherently in T V shows are usually relatively untrustworthy. Well, they're either they're either the character you're rooting for or they're terribly untrustworthy most of the time. Right. And so
0: and whatever.
1: Yeah. Um and and Howard was just your typical kind of, you know uh, just standard lawyer, really. I mean, you know, not necessarily that likable and as sort of also as we found out when he comes in sort of ranting at the end, you know, he's got his marriage is breaking down. He's got like, you know, other problems. He's been, we know he's been in therapy because we saw him talking to his therapist and stuff. So I, I don't know. He was something of a sympathetic character, I think to a point. Mm -hmm. And the thing with uh, Jimmy and Kim, that, that stuff that he's ranting about of him kind of saying, um why, why did you do this? Because, as I said before, there are other ways that they probably could have got here, but I think there is a certain amount that he's right. They do enjoy running the cons they 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 had a purpose you know they needed to get the money, and they needed to close the sandpiper case out but but I'm sure there would be a much more straightforward way of doing this than screwing with Howard to the extent that they actually did. Mm. um and this really elaborate plot i'm sure there must be a slightly more straightforward way they could have done it and so there is a certain amount of truth to that they enjoy messing around with these sort of like you know complicated um cons sort of to see whether they can get away with it as well so yeah i i i i I kind of do feel a little bit sorry for Howard. Not a huge amount, but I do. I think he was a little bit of a sympathetic character as well.
0: Hmm.
1: I I don't think I do necessarily.
0: Um, it, it's a situation where like, okay, this guy's an ass. He's a bit kind of like, well, up his own arse and all, all that kind of stuff. He didn't like deserve to die. He's not one of the characters you look at that look at in the show and think this character really needs to die as soon as possible. But um. Yeah, you know, he kind of got himself in the situation, I suppose. But uh, what, what's interesting about... There's something I, I said I was going to mention later on, which I'll mention now. So you've got two kind of interesting choices made for the show. We've got Kim and Jimmy. They've got their board of plan and all that kind of thing. So they're pushing it to a certain point of where... Okay, we don't kill Howard. We don't like get him arrested or anything, we we simply, like, sabotage his career and his kind of, um you know, the the case and everything. So we're pushing it to that point. And that's how far you see, you know, the two, the two kind of scheming characters we've been following this whole time and this whole sort of, like, seven-episode arc or what, how that, however long it's been. Well, arguably eight episodes because they started this scheming at the last episode of last season. But then the writers are almost like a separate character in a way because the writers are like okay we're gonna obviously they write the characters but the the writers themselves are kind of chosen okay we're going to choose to get these two characters to push the situation to this point and then we'll leave kim and jimmy to push it there and have it have it at that point but then the writers kind of come along and say no we're going to inject lalo into the scene which isn't a plan of the two of them but it's almost like do you get what i mean like kim kim and jimmy have got their plan and the writers have almost almost as their own kind of characters have got their own plan of sort of we're going to get these two characters to push it to this point but we've got our own point where we want to push it to which is that one little step further Mm -hmm. where we just inject lalo into the scene to take care of the rest i find that really uh interesting for 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 them to how they've chosen to write these two sort of scheming characters but the writers have done kind of their own scheming here which is injecting lalo into the scene yeah um do, do you kind of agree or do, like, do you see what i mean
1: um yeah <clears throat> yeah no i kind of see what you mean I, I i think that was a really interesting twist at the end because mm-hmm. we we knew that i mean there was no necessarily reason to kill off Howard because we kind of we knew that he wasn't around um Mm -hmm. later on because but then there wasn't necessarily any need for him to be around you know completely different law firm to Jimmy's Mm. um there was no need for him to necessarily be part of the whole Breaking Bad story anywhere so yeah there was no necessarily need to kill him off and But but this is a kind of nice way of bringing those two kind of big plot lines that they've had running together, Um, yeah. And it was sort of unexpected as well because you know those two these are two characters that have never met, so there was no real reason for Lalo to have shot Howard, other than the fact that he's a sociopath and he happened to walk in on them, and Howard happened to be Mm, there. Wrong place, wrong time.
0: Kind of yeah. Thing. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, getting some feedback, some emails and whatnot. Uh, of course, you can write in for the show's return when it comes back in July, all that type of stuff. Uh, so, you can write in to Matthew org, entertainmenttalk.org, uh, Twitter. You can find us on there at eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. If you're also listening on the website version of the episode, there's a big email box you can put your information into there. And there's a clickable email name, which is, I think, just below that as well. So plenty of different options to get in touch. Uh, Reginald writes in and says, uh, Mike tells Gus that Lalo is coming for him um, while Gus is surrounded by children. This says, that reminded me of Bush uh, being told about the attacks uh, on 9-11 while he was at an elementary school in Sarasota i don't know if i've said that correctly some yes. place where uh bush yes was, uh I, was I remember
1: the uh, Yes, yes, i've seen i i know what he means yeah
0: mm-hmm. so i would have been six about seven when not because i don't like remember obviously i remember what happened and everything but i don't remember sort of like where i was or i mean i was probably at school or something but um yeah it's a bit more of like a you know much much earlier memory for me obviously i was a i was a child at the time um, do you remember much of all of that, and what happened with Bush and
1: and everything here? Uh, yeah, I mean, so what? What was the bit that he was comparing the 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 Bush to? What
0: was the? Just read the opening bit of the email again. Oh, when Mike tells Gus that Lalo is coming for him, while Gus is surrounded by children.
1: Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I can see why the comparison's there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not exactly the same because. Right, yeah. Um yeah, I can see why that, that sort of um, uh that comparison is, is there. I do remember the, the the whole thing. I mean I remember nine eleven quite well. But um yeah, that's this is an interesting point. Mm. Uh there. But yeah, I mean that was a that was a sort of a, a really good scene of you know, Gus wasn't overly I I mean, whereas whereas Bush, you could visibly see, was quite rattled when he was given that information. Gus, I don't think, was so much. Um, So there was a difference in how they kind of reacted Mm -hmm. to it. Um, You know. uh, But yes, I interesting comparison there.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Was he the... So was it him and then Obama? Or was there somebody else in between that? Uh,
1: Yes, Bush to Obama.
0: Right, and then... Trump and then the Biden. In so, yeah, yes. uh, interesting, interesting selection of uh, presidents, of America. Um, I don't have much to add to that. Like I said, I was a child. I was probably wasn't really like, you know, I can't remember what I was thinking or feeling at the time because uh, I, I was a I was a child, still at primary school. So, uh, gosh, that was, a, that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah, interesting comparison. Um, I can kind of see that and everything. So. That's cool. Uh, Beth writes in and says, After Howard's death, I was thinking about uh, the Last of Us 2 story with Abby and sympathising with characters we are initially supposed to not like. Matt, how do you feel about uh, being a Last of Us 2 fan and comparing Howard to Abby? Um, I can see why you've sort of said that, because both characters you're supposed to... Because with parts of of Abby's story, obviously the, the main part, and with Howard's story, you are at certain points supposed to be like, you know... I hate you and want you to, you know... I mean, I don't think there was a point in Howard's story where I thought, I really want you dead, but there was a point in Abby's story where I, where, where most players of that game probably felt that way. Um, I suppose the difference with their... Like, I never really, like, cared about Howard that much. Howard was more just sort of, okay, you're there because you're obviously the, the, one of the lawyers in the show and you're, you know, having the plot pushed forward by... Kim and jimmy and and that type of thing i mean i i get why you wrote in about you know talking about abby and howard there is a couple of similarities between them obviously different context completely different world different story all that sort of thing um so just to give a bit of a spoiler free background on Abby, because I can't t- talk about what Abby did in the game. I know the game has been out for two years, but some people still might. You haven't still played it, have you? Last of Us 2. No, still not played it. No, But um, so Abby's a character who's introduced for various, very specific reasons. She's one of the main like driving forces of the story of Last of Us 2. There's a specific thing that happens involving Abby's story, um, which gets you as a player to kind of hate the character. Then you kind of go on a bit of a journey with that character and for some people the story did work. For some you know, for some people I, I ended up loving Abby as a character, which you wouldn't have thought of in the particular scene. Um but the kind of journey that character goes on and everything, I did end up loving the character of, of Abby, um, and like sympathized with her journey. I don't really sympathise with Howard necessarily I mean, I know he's dead and all that kind of thing, but um I don't really look at the two characters in the same way, so um, i know you can't really do the whole abby comparison Did you know much about abby's character no, or the absolutely story? absolutely nothing. nothing so until?
1: i can't, can't contribute at all to that i have right. no idea who you're talking about
0: okay um it's good that you haven't been spoiled on that though after all yes. this time that's that's still very very good um but yeah, i suppose like did, did you like if we look back on howard's journey did you like sympathize with him at any point or like how are you sort of feeling about him now that he's dead i suppose
1: no i mean it's one of those things that like a couple of lines before he shot in the head he's like i'll be fine you know i they do because jimmy says to him i'll always you always land on your feet yeah you always do right and he's like yeah you know i'll be fine and as i say the the actual scam and what they actually did to him i don't think was necessarily particularly about targeting Howard it was it was about them seeing if they could pull off this monumental scam mm-hmm. you know um uh, it's it, the the sort of there is a certain amount of yeah which Howard kind of calls them on and talks to them about them rejo- enjoying running the cons regardless of the consequences. So, certain amount of of that and i think it is also the fact that there wasn't yeah they weren't doing it just for laughs they're doing it because they want to get the money and if they're going to do it they're going to make it you know they could have done it in a much easier way i'm sure but they go for like you know can we do this and make it as you hide ourselves as much as possible and, and and make it as elaborate as like they did you know um so i do i i don't know I, I this is the thing with howard he's not a bad guy necessarily he's just a lawyer he's a standard lawyer mm-hmm. so i do have some sympathy for them but for him but but well, and he didn't deserve to die in the way that he did um but i i don't have you know it's not like a major character that that got like killed i you know I, I don't think he deserved to die that way but equally and i think he was wonderfully paid and he was interesting but equally i don't sort of feel that um he's i don't know um somebody that i i'll i i kind of don't have strong feelings either way i guess is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah um but no, i've already said how how i kind of feel about howard and stuff so um but uh just by the way with last of us's story cuz he talked about abby here um apart from certain sci-fi shows that are very very deep like foundation which i recently watched which is really complicated but also told in a very 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 good way um so apart from like really complicated sci-fi stories i think last of us 2's narrative and characters is one of the deepest in terms of themes and characters and you know all, all, all that sort of thing like messages and all that kind of stuff is easily like one of the deepest I've I've ever come across um and injecting abby into the, the story the way that they did and how they handled that character I thought was quite groundbreaking honestly as well so it's it's one of them narratives for games where certain people that look at video games and think oh they're kind of just you know these these stupid games or whatever would be interesting to see how those kind of people looked at last of us two and hopefully realize like how truly deep and layered that story and, and the characters really are because there's, there's a stunning amount of work that's put into that story. So it's one of them kind of things, you know, when you look at the way a story is constructed and the characters and you sort of take a step back and you think, how did somebody write this? Like how did they come up with all these specific little nuggets and ideas and that kind of stuff? It's the same way I did look at foundation because I remember Mm -hmm. on, on my, uh, why you should watch podcast of Foundation, I kind of took a step back and thought like how did somebody actually come up with this like I know it's based off of a book and all that, but like how did somebody have like the brain to pull off this this story and actually yeah. make it make you know it's complicated and weird and mysterious and you have questions, but it makes sense um better uh, yeah it's it's quite a creative brain to to pull something off like that so uh lastly we've got Harrison writes in says, oh, it all, it's all come down to this six episodes, Kim, Lalo, Jean, do you think um, it'll be strange and bad to kill off all three? so we so, so we had four characters, or f- five because we had Nacho, we didn't know if he lived or died, Howard, same thing Jean, Lalo, Kim because we know that Jimmy slash Soul survives because he has to make it all the way through Breaking Bad Yeah." Um, but we don't actually know if Gene does survive. There's no no that is true. There's no guaranteeing that that version of Jim actually, or Jimmy does actually live. I would say at this point, I think Kim lives. It might be dangerous for me to predict that because she's in a room with Lalo who's got a gun. <laughs> it's still, um, which brings me back to I think it's season five, episode nine, where they were in the same position, uh, just they didn't have a dead Howard on the floor. Uh, I think Kim survives. You watch, she'll die in the first five minutes now. The next episode, yeah. I think she lives. I think Lalo dies because I think that Gus takes him out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm not completely sure about Gene, but I've got this feeling that he might go as well. Um, but that would be interesting because then it would be sort of I know it's the same person, you've got these like three different personalities in you know, Jimmy, Soul, and Gene. Um, but I I have a feeling that Gene might not make it um, a, a, as like a bit of a twist of the end. I don't know. Mm. Like, D- D- Gene is a, the thing is with Gene, he's the most unpredictable because we don't, like we I mean we don't know what happens to Lalo and Kim but we know what happens in Breaking Bad, that section of the story but Gene is past that in the unknown territory. And although Lalo mm. and Kim in this show are in unknown territory we know that they're not in the other show so that's the interesting kind of part of that but yeah these three uh what do you think happens to each of them
1: um i'm yeah kim i'm not sure i'm there is one one possibility is it ends up being kim and not gus that takes out lilo in some way Huh. possible right um and that's how they both die. You know, it ends up with her accidentally sort of, you know, or doing something heroic to protect Jimmy. And, you know, I, I think whatever happens, it has to be something that is her decision. Um, because it's something that can't be on Jimmy's conscience, if you see what I mean, because mm-hmm. I think that that causes a problem. Um, the other option is we've seen the vacuum cleaner guy, thing pop up again and yeah
0: nugget towards him
1: yeah and and that's where she ends up which does open up the interesting possibility that she's still alive in the gene timeline and you could possibly end up with a happily ever after for those two you know somehow they find Mm. each other again and and they end up together so i mean that would be one possibility um so i don't know with kim I, I'm I, I really can't tell whether they are gonna go down the route of killing Ralph or not. Lala I think he's probably dead, um and I but as I say, I think the problem is that Jimmy seems to in breaking bad epis in a breaking bad episode makes a reference to Lalo. So he obviously assumes that Lalo could still be alive, which means that he doesn't see him die, which would point to Gus probably being the one that takes him out mm-hmm. as well. I can't see so, Lalo
0: getting away from Gus and Mike and all that no, firepower. And,
1: and as you said earlier, I can't see Lalo being in a you know letting himself be put in a situation where he decides that it's, it's all cool and he's just going to go back to Mexico and leave Gus alone.
0: Right, or gets scared I, and runs away. I don't see Lalo doing those sorts of things.
1: No. So at this point, he seems kind of all in. So I... I don't know. I I can't see Lalo necessarily making it out of this. Um yeah. yeah. So yeah, the and I I kind of hope they they don't necessarily I I I wonder if you're going to end up with Gene coming round good and then giving him a happily ever after ending because you've sort of got this backwards you know you had the story of Breaking Bad which was take a good guy and turn him bad mm-hmm. and I do wonder whether they'll end up doing the reverse which is you're taking somebody who's basically a bad guy and turning him good I, I do wonder whether whether it'll end up being a sort of you know by the time you get to Gene is it sort of going to be in a situation where they you know you've seen this sort of this lawyer kind of get corrupted but he's always been a little bit shady and you know kind of got worse but are you going to then sort of make him better at the end are you going to have a sort of redemption arc Mm -hmm. and give him a happily ever after as as a sort of juxtaposition to the end of breaking bad maybe um so i don't know i'm I, I, I'm not sure I I very difficult to judge who's going to make it out of this alive other than, I mean, obviously like you say, we know Jimmy, um, soul makes it through because of breaking bad, but we don't know about Gene. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of be okay if they ended up with like Gene and Kim together at some point, if they somehow found each other in the future and, and they go kind of off together. But, mm. um, but yeah, Lalo's the only one that I think he's probably definitely, for the chopping block i would imagine because i can't see a situation of of him not yeah i i can't see a situation where he wouldn't just where he'd just leave it alone
0: Mm, because he's actually looking he's not trying to get away from gus he's trying to get to him yes it's yeah which makes sense for his character but i i can't wait for the next gene scene it's not not just because it's been a while because that's kind of the unknown territory like we know what happens to mike we know what happens to like Tyrus and Gus and you know some of these other characters um what what's also interesting about that is we we know what happens to Sol and Jimmy but not Gene so we know yes. that we know that this cuz he's like the only character that has that really because we know what happens to Jesse we know what happens to we know what happens to basically everybody else um this would be an interesting show if you didn't have the Gene scenes i mean i don't think i think it would be a worse show but um because then you then you literally are just putting characters from a prequel into the place that we know that they're in. But um, I I would I would really love to see a um, after you've resolved what happens to Kim pre Breaking Bad. Um, I do think it would be interesting after you do that to see a future scene in in the same black and white way that they've been doing the f- uh, filming the Gene stuff. If if Kim pops into that, um, I think that'd be really good. But uh, I also think that she will live because I think that would be a good idea to have her talking to uh, to Jean. You could also have a potential scene where, I don't know how exactly you would do it, but where Jimmy thinks, because he thought Lalo was dead, but he wasn't. So I wonder if you can do the same thing where he thinks Kim is dead, possibly, and then she pops up later in um, the Jean timeline. And the reason he maybe doesn't mention her is because he think she's well, dead
1: or something possibly? It, yes. Uh yeah that that's possibly true. I I the, the problem that you have is if he thinks she's dead is how she died and how that would have affected Uh-huh. soul potentially. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So lots of interesting stuff. Um that's what I'm going to go with. I think Kim lives, Jean possibly dies, uh and then I think yeah I think Lala's the the one that's the most likely to go there. So um, we shall see, anyway, that's it for this half of the season, uh, we still have some other stuff planned, uh, we've got Westworld coming back very soon, we've got, uh, wrap up for the United cast, and of course the June wave of television will soon be here, so we've got that coming, um, we've got Walking Dead, uh, Tales of Walking Dead at some point in the summer, then obviously the second half of this show comes back, um, quite soon anyway, so, and then there's some films coming out, got Jurassic World coming out, we've got, uh, uh, Lightyear, of course, which I'm very much looking forward to, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. So uh, don't go anywhere. Stick around here on Entertainment Talk. We'll be back. We'll be back before you know it with uh, with Better Call Soul. Be wrapping that up, and then possibly some point next year. Uh, once Walking Dead, obviously, that'll be back in October. Once that finishes and Bre- uh, Better Call Soul finishes, we'll probably come back with Breaking Bad, uh, our third uh, season three. Ah, yes. At, at um, obviously we definitely we definitely won't be able to do that this year. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, once Game of Th- the new Game of Thrones runs its season out and we get into to next year, um, we'll have a bit more space for that. So, um, because we'll still have Walking Dead shows, but I don't suspect anytime soon we'll get a like replacement of the Better Call Soul, like slot for that show. So yeah, we shall see. Anyway, keep your eyes out for everything that we do. EntertainmentTalk.org, uh, Entertainment Talk on your favorite podcast platforms, TV, games, films, may night podcasts. Uh, David, thanks very much for joining me for this half of the season. Uh it's You're very welcome. good having you here and everything. So that's really, really good. Uh we'll be back soon, like we said, with more stuff as well. Um, so check out all of that. Uh in the meantime, like I said, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk. Get involved with our episodes, you can listen to more stuff that we've done. You can also support us by telling uh, other people about what we do and where they can find it, either by just telling them or using social media. Uh, you can support us through Patreon, the $1, $3 level tiers for the ad podcast and review options. Uh, you've also got GeekTown.credit.uk. There's a lot, and I mean a lot, of TV and other things happening throughout the month of June. Obviously, a few shows starting uh today and tomorrow as well so lots of things going on uh so geek town geek Uk, geek town radio for tv and your film news uh david what is happening over on uh geek town these days
1: uh well there's there's obviously geek town radio which uh, you're on again this week mm-hmm. so we did reviews of time traveler's wife uh we did uh chip and dale the rescue rangers movie i i did um night sky as well so we talked about lots of different things, you talked a bit about Heartstopper and Central Park uh, so lots and lots of reviews up there and uh, we, news and all that sort of thing, the usual stuff we get on uh, Geek Town Radio TV news so that's on geektown.co.uk and also on various podcast platforms on the main site as well there's lots and lots of news going up we just posted all the premieres coming to Disney Plus UK in June so you can go and find those on the site, there is of course the air date information so if you're looking for UK. If you're in the US and you're looking for UK TV premiere dates as well, we've got lists for both of those for when shows are returning on uh, just the premiere dates of of when things are coming back. And as Matt has been alluding to, particularly in the UK, the premiere dates for June is absolutely absolutely ridiculous uh, you've got everything from well the end of this month you've got Obi-Wan obviously coming, you've got uh, a bunch of new stuff coming on Sky such as the Midwitch Cookies you've got the boys, you've got Top Gear returning you've got the Outlaws returning, you've got uh, All-American starts over here for the first time Miss Marvel for all mankind Hax is back for a second season you've got the Lazarus Project which is a new Sky Show, you've got Yellowstone you've got well the entire launch of Paramount mount plus so you've got halo and strange new worlds and man who fell to earth and uh then we've got westworld and we've got only murders in the building and atlanta comes back for its first seasons so it's just it's nuts is uh june this year so there is so much stuff so if you want to know air dates for anything you can go to geektown.co.uk and go and click on the uk air dates link and also the us premiere dates link as well for all those shows and much much more and news and everything else go and check out geektown.co.uk Mm-hmm.
0: definitely um and yeah recommendation to keep your eyes on those air dates specifically because sometimes streaming services don't tell you always when, uh, when yes. their when uh shows are back netflix um but uh, so keep your eyes out for that because there is a lot of stuff and uh even me and david who obviously keep an eye on all this stuff we miss shows sometimes that come back as well um, mm-hmm. because I already forgot that the Wilds came back for a second season so, yes. um, that's another one as well so uh, keep your eyes out on all that check your streaming services because um, this is one of the busiest release schedules I've probably ever seen yeah. I think so uh, keep your eyes on, uh, on that to and geek town radio for all of that so there we go uh, you can also find Beck streaming uh, pretty regularly over on her Twitch channel, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. You can also follow her on Instagram and Twitter, so check out what she's up to over there. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, at UK for my different gaming streams. Um done quite a few uh, of the FIFA Career Mode episodes, which have been going pretty well. Uh, you can find those if you want to catch up with those. Uh, they're doing a bit better than what they usually have. I don't know if that's because I've been doing more of them, or YouTube decided to work for a change, or... I don't know. YouTube's a bit broken. so <laughs> um, Actually, YouTube's very broken, but I won't talk about that here. Uh, but uh, check all that out. Uh, if you want to find that YouTube channel, which has got the archives of the streams, the episodes of uh, Free for Career Mode, or the game clips, there's loads of those. You can find those over on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back in July with the next half. And for the, all the other bunch of stuff that we do, entertainmenttalk.org, uh, geektown.co.uk, check out everything, and we shall see you next time. Goodbye.
1: Bye.